Hey, everybody. This is Baudelaire, one of the producers of Atlas Obscura. This episode you're about to hear, the Louis Armstrong Museum, is probably one of my favorite episodes of Atlas Obscura so far. And I've told Manolo, the producer of the episode, that a million times, so much he's probably slightly annoyed with hearing me say it. But it's true. Louis Armstrong is an absolute legend. And What a Wonderful World is a timeless classic. Everybody knows it. But Manolo brought the man and the song down to our level by going to Louis' home in Queens and giving us a deeper look at the man and what inspired him. Manolo also included some of his own personal life in the story, which was also just beautiful. So anyway, here it is, the Louis Armstrong Museum. Let him know what you think. After rainy night, the skies are blue on 103rd Street, Corona, Queens. When I pass the Mexican bakeries, I can smell the sweet bread. On my way here, I stopped at a Colombian cafe to buy a large cup of coffee. And just a few blocks away is the Dominican barber shop where I always like to get a nice haircut. Today I live 10 streets away from 103rd Street, but this is where I was born and lived until I was six. The house where I grew up still stands. Same two-story house, same porch that I used to play on. Across the street is the same laundromat my mom worked at before I was born, back in the late 1980s, after she came from Mexico. Back in the early 90s, I was into Power Rangers and Selena, and even though I ran around the neighborhood, I had no idea that I was growing up just four blocks from the home of a legend. So wonderful work. There's a zillion people dug that tune the way I did it when I felt it. Because uh, it's so much in wonderful world that brings me back to my neighborhood where I live in Corona, uh, New York. I'm Anula Morales, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're visiting the Louis Armstrong House Museum in Corona, Queens. We'll go inside and hear more from the legend himself. And it's just like one big family. I saw three generations come up and block. And they all more after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. 
This song needs no introduction. Louis Armstrong's voice is truly unique. When he sings, you know he's smiling, and his energy is contagious. What a wonderful world. I've read his autobiography, Satchmo, and his life is pretty incredible. He was born in the city of music, New Orleans, in 1901. There, he got his start playing the trumpet and joined a band for a couple of years. He toured around the country playing in numerous clubs and venues. And around the 1920s, he decides to break out and become the guy in the spotlight. But the story of his life in Corona, Queens, starts in 1938 when he falls in love with a local girl named Lucille Wilson. Lucille was a dancer at the Cotton Club. This was the New York City jazz club where the best entertainers performed. I'm talking about legends like Lena Horne, Billie Holiday, Bessie Smith, just to name a few. Four years later, in 1942, Lucille and Louis married. She was his fourth wife. After they married, Lucille quit dancing and devoted the rest of her life to being Mrs. Lucille Armstrong. In the 1940s, Louis was still spending most of his life on the road, but Lucille wanted a place to settle down. She knew Louis could use a stable home, a place to rest after playing for millions of people. He'd actually never owned a home before. Lucille made a purchase. I bought the house myself and didn't tell him. So I'd been—I had had the house eight months before I told Louis. Eight whole months. So finally, I told him two weeks before we were to go back to New York, and I told him, I said, "Pops, I got something to tell you." So he said, "Well, now what have you done?" Now I said, well, "I haven't done anything. That I don't—I don't think you're going to be unhappy about what I've done." So I said, "Yes, I bought a house in a little town called Corona." And he had never heard of Corona, and I had come from Corona. Lucille put down a payment of eight thousand dollars and bought a home where Louis and her would live together for over thirty years. And today, on this sunny day. I'm visiting their home. Hi, Regina. Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. This is Regina Bain. She's executive director of the Louis Armstrong House Museum. The house has been a museum since 2003. During the pandemic, the museum was closed for more than a year, and about a month before I visited, the museum had finally reopened its doors to the public. So this is a national historic landmark, and we're looking at this gorgeous. Brick-faced home,、um, but it's a it's a modest home. He was here when he was a multi-millionaire. I just want to、uh, touch a little bit upon like the porch up the front of yes the, the, his entrance. There are lots of pictures of Louis Armstrong sitting on these steps. He toured most of the year, but when he came home, he would sit on the steps. He would、um, play his trumpet, and the kids from the neighborhood would come and sit with him. They would come into the house. They would eat ice cream. Lucille would serve them. They would watch TV, and he loved being with the kids on the block. It's part of what he says he was singing about、um, when he sings "What a Wonderful World." He says, "I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. He watched them grow on this block." I saw three generations come up in that block, and they're all with their children, grandchildren. They come back to see Uncle Sesmo and Aunt Lucille. That's why I can say. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I'm looking at all them kids' faces, and I got pictures of them when they was 
five, six, seven years old, and it is a wonderful world. I know what Lucio and Louis are talking about. I have a niece who's turning two this year. She and my sister live in the same house with me, just a few blocks away from here. And watching her grow up is one of the most beautiful things. Her first steps, her first words, hearing her laugh with my mom. These are precious moments that have made me look at the world differently. So this song resonates with me when I think of Louis writing about the kids in the neighborhood as I watch my niece grow up. Thank you. Wow. So we are in their home. This is the living room. And this space is just as it was when they were living here. So it looks like they just stepped out for a moment and are coming back. There are paintings on the wall. There are artifacts from their travels. Um, This is a space that was lived in, that they entertained in. And so Queens, as as a borough, was full of musicians, jazz musicians in particular. And many of them would come over Louis Armstrong's house and hang out, hang out right here, Dizzy Gillespie, Jimmy Heath. And um, he... I look around. The living room is covered in a unique wallpaper with diamond-shaped prints. There are couches that are older than me. They're off-white. And that's maybe where Dizzy Gillespie sat. But what catches my attention is the piano. It's an ivory-colored upright. And I just had to ask. Do you mind if I just, like, touch one keyboard? Yes, you may. I give you permission. Not here. everyone can do that, so this is very special for you. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not <laughs> I just touched Louis Armstrong's piano. I hope you weren't expecting me to play real music. I'm not a musician. While I stood there, I saw a portrait of Lucille Wilson Armstrong facing the piano. She looked regal in this off-shoulder dress with a serious look. So Miss Lucille was the woman who decorated the home and really made it a space of, of sanctuary. So Lewis worked hard. He was on the road sometimes 300 days out of the year. He traveled to over 62 countries. When he came home, it needed to be a place of rest. And Miss Lucille made sure it was. All the furniture, the wallpaper, it all has her touch. The kitchen is gorgeous. All the cabinets are covered in blue lacquer. And inside them, you can still see some of the original pieces Lucille cooked with. You can almost picture her cooking red beans and rice that Louis loves so much. Um, I just wanted to point out, uh, this was a chair, elevator chair? Oh, yes. We are looking at of the steps that go from the first to the second floor. And this is a chair that Lucille installed after Lewis had one of his heart attacks. He was having trouble navigating the many steps of the house. And so she installed this chair to make sure that he could get to the second floor and to the bedroom. We walk up the stairs and we go into the Armstrong's bedroom. 
This room is private, and this room is special for a lot of reasons, mostly because this is where Louis Armstrong died. We still have Miss Lucille's clothes, so we're looking at her nightgown, her shoes, her gloves, and across from the bed is her prayer nook with the family Bible. She was a devout Catholic. And Lucille lived in this home after Louis Armstrong died in 1971. She lived here till 1983. So she lived here a long time um, and wanted to stay in this space, in this home that she made with Louis. We peek into a guest room that is covered in a peachy orange wallpaper that also matches the couch. The room felt cozy and relaxing. But next to the guest room was Louis's den. We're looking at this gorgeous wood paneling all around, uh, a desk that is curved um, with a chair at the back, two lamps on the desk, um, a a classic phone. And we're looking at a a reel-to-reel deck tape. As an audio producer, the tape machine totally caught my eye. Apparently, Lewis used to record all the time. And Regina showed me one of the tape reel boxes. This is representative of the reel-to-reel tapes that Louis Armstrong would make. So this says Reel 70, Side 1, Martin Luther King's Life Story Funeral. Number one, hymns. Number two, soprano. Number two, church choir. Number four, we shall overcome. And then at the bottom it says S-apostrophe-A-L-L, Saul. That means that's all. That means the reel is done. He archived himself. He knew that... I'm just recording it while, just catch it. We leave tomorrow night, 11.50, for Miami, Florida, for two weeks. By plane. This this will be my last night home, and I'm spending it talking to you. On another tape, you can hear Lewis and Lucille. At home in Krona, New York. February 26, 1956. February 6th. Correction. February 6, 1926. I'm sitting up here with Lucille. She's fixed. 1956. Well, <laughs> pardon me, folks. There are tons of reels and tapes like these from Lewis, around 600 of them. I feel like today he would definitely come out with a podcast. Oh, he would have a podcast. He would be an Instagram star. He was at the front of technology. He always needed to have the thing that was new. So he would, um, virtual reality, he would love it all. And uh, he would want to be in the places that people were because he wanted to engage with people. I was the one who taught you all, you know. Corona Queens. This neighborhood saw me grow up and have seen this place change over time. But the Armstrong House still stands after more than five decades. It's also a testament of the love Lucio and Louis had for one another. And it's also a place 
that protects the legacy of the music that Louis Armstrong shared with the world. Now, let's pretend that this is Louis's podcast and give him the last word. That's my story, folks. I guess I'm stuck with it. I never want to be any more than I am. And what I don't have, I don't need it. I've always loved and I always lived a normal life, which I appreciate very much. And I've always loved everybody, still do. If you like the tape, hear more on their website at louisarmstronghouse.org. I also did not tell you about every room and the gorgeous, peaceful garden that Lucille made for Louis. But I'll leave that up to you to visit the museum in Corona, Queens, which is open Thursday to Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thank you so much to Regina Bain and Halen Harris, who also gave me a tour around the house. And thank you to Ricky Riccardi, who provided me with the real tapes in this episode. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Talks. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Baudelaire Seuss, Sarah Kaplan, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. This episode is mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Manolo Morales. Hasta luego. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.